Welcome to the podcast, Stories in the Making. Stories inspire. Every day, someone close to us, or even ourselves, are facing difficult challenges. Some of these challenges could be a family tragedy, personal struggles, issues with our physical health, our mental health, bullying, troubles at home. I mean, this list could go on and on. Although we have these challenges in our life, in some way or another, I truly believe that each challenge we are faced with gives us an opportunity to grow, learn, reflect, and even develop. Stories in the Making will interview different young adults and their journeys through terrifying and difficult moments in their lives. We will learn about the struggles these individuals faced, and hopefully we will be reminded of our own resilience and our amazing ability as human beings to overcome even the most unimaginable tragedies. But before we get to any of that, I want you to know a little bit about me. My name is Shazma Daya, I am 28 years old, and I currently live in Brampton, Ontario. I have two younger sisters, one who is 26 and one who is 12. I know, that's a huge age difference, but don't worry, we keep things interesting here. I also am a teacher. By the end of this episode, I'm sure you'll get to learn a lot more about me. So, here it goes. I am a firm believer that in order to allow others to be vulnerable, Sometimes we have to be the first to share. So today, episode one is my story. It all started on November 9th, 1999. I was home from school that day. It was a Tuesday to be exact. I was home because a couple days earlier I had twisted my ankle at my friend's birthday party. I was seven years old at the time and I was in grade two. I was home with my mom and my grandma in the morning, but then my mom had to go to work. She used to work at the hospital. I believe she was there delivering meals to patients. At least that's what I think she did. Anyways, that day, she left to go to work. I had a weird feeling in my tummy, and I didn't want her to go, but of course she had to. She had to go to work at some point. That evening, we got a call and we found out that my mom had had an aneurysm at work. She was getting admitted into the hospital. Of course, we didn't know how long she would be there, but, I mean, we assumed it would only be two or three days. While she was admitted in the hospital, I remember going to see her, and I would tell her about my day at school, but I remember that she had really bad headaches, and didn't feel like talking much. It felt like a long time that she was in the hospital. But finally, we ended up getting some good news. The doctors mentioned that she would hopefully come home the following weekend. So, my mom was scheduled to come home on November 20th, 1999. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The day before, on Friday, November 19th, 1999, I was in school 
Suddenly, I was called down to the principal's office. When I got there, I saw my uncle. He looked really stressed, and I could see my grandpa waiting in the car. I got in the car, and we went straight to the hospital. I could definitely tell that something was not right. When we got to the hospital, I remember that there was so much family there. The waiting room was completely full. My dad must have been inside with my mom because I didn't see him. I remember my sister and I sitting at a round table with my uncle. Just then, my aunt entered into the room. I saw her. She looked at my sister and I with a hesitant and sad expression. All of a sudden, she looked at me and my sister, and then she looked at my uncle, as if asking him with her eyes what she should do. My uncle then said out loud, It's okay. Tell us what the doctor said. The girls have to know. That's when she told us that the doctors had told her my mom had had a stroke in the morning and had went into a coma and that she might not even make it past 24 to 48 hours. There was silence. Then all of a sudden, we all started crying. Thinking back, I can't even really remember if I actually knew what was going on. I mean, I was only seven at the time, and my sister was five. But I guess it was clear that whatever was happening wasn't good. My sister and I were finally allowed to go see her. I think that's when I realized the extent to what was going on. She was in the ICU, the intensive care unit. I remember when I saw her, I was so scared. She didn't look the same anymore. She had a tube coming out of her throat, and there were so many wires and machines around her. And on top of that, I would watch her have seizures. If anybody's seen anyone have a seizure, you know that's not a pretty sight. And on top of that, it being someone that you loved so dearly, it was even more petrifying. Her eyes were closed and she couldn't see or hear me. I was terrified. It was crazy how in a couple of weeks our entire lives had changed. It was very hard seeing her that way. I remember being scared and not wanting to be in the room. I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. Well, I guess the good thing was she made it past that 48 hours. But then my dad and my grandparents had to decide if they wanted to keep her on a ventilator. The ventilator was helping her breathe and keeping her alive. I know it was a really hard decision, but she had suffered severe brain damage, and we were told that she would probably never wake up again, and that even if she did, she would have to relearn everything from walking, to eating, to talking. They said she was in a vegetative state, which meant that she couldn't actually see or hear at all and was basically unconscious. Even if her eyes moved or her body moved, it was involuntary. My mom 
would never be the person that she was ever again. After a lot of decisions, my dad decided to keep her breathing on the ventilator, hoping for a miracle that one day she would wake up, one day she would come back to us. She stayed in a coma in the ICU for about three months. My dad would sit there beside her every day, pleading for her to wake up and come back to us. Eventually, she started breathing on her own and was moved to another unit. She was still in a coma, still unresponsive. Coming to the hospital became our family's new norm. My sister and I would come to the hospital and we would go talk to her. We'd try and tell her about our day at school, kind of far away, a bit afraid to go close to her. I remember coming slightly close, close enough to touch her hand, and slowly telling her about my day, but no response. It was weird. I often wondered if there was even a point in talking to her, like I didn't even know if she could hear me. Sometimes I just felt defeated. Regardless, I continued to, with the hope that maybe... Just maybe she could hear me. As the months passed, many people would come to visit her. People would tell us that they were praying for us, praying for her. People would send flowers, cards. I remember things changing. I remember her changing. Slowly, her hands got stuck in one position, as if she was clenching her fist. It became that way because her hands weren't moving anymore. Her face slowly changed. She didn't look like she used to. She had lost a lot of weight. I watched my mom deteriorate right in front of my eyes. Over time, this just became part of our ritual. Every weekend, go to the hospital, see our mom, try and talk to her, And then I guess we'd go on with our regular routine. I remember my dad, my aunt, and my uncle having conversations with us, telling us that our mom might not make it. I remember they would tell us, we would cry, and then, well, I guess things would go on. This life to the hospital and back was our new life for two years. My mom stayed in a coma, unconscious, for two years while we waited for a miracle to happen, for her to wake up and come back to us. On December 15th, 2001, I got home from my religious school classes. I remember the phone started ringing, but I was in the bathroom. All of a sudden, I heard my aunt, sister, and grandma crying. They were crying only for a minute, and then they suddenly stopped. There was this awful pit in my stomach. I knew something bad had happened. We got into the car and headed straight for the hospital. And when we arrived, my mom was there, lifeless. My mom was gone. She wasn't alive anymore. She wasn't suffering anymore. 
We cried for what seemed like hours. I remember everyone coming to say goodbye as the room filled with my family. That was the day my life changed. It changed forever and would never be the same again. Losing a parent is an experience that is undescribable. Loss of anyone close to you is unimaginable. At times, it felt like the weight of the world was on my chest. And I've cried at points till I've had no more tears to cry. This November, it'll be 21 years since she first went into the hospital. And in December, it'll be 19 years since she passed away. And although it has taken a very long time, I am finally able to reflect on the things that I've learned through this journey. Living in fear is probably one of the hardest things I've had to get over. I mean, I wouldn't do a lot of things because I'd be scared that something would happen to me. Or I'd be scared that something would happen to somebody in my family. When the phone would ring, my heart would race. Especially if my phone rang in the middle of the night. I would always wonder what happened, who's in the hospital, who's sick. But it made me sick. It made me sick worrying all the time. Eventually, over time, I came to the realization that if something were to happen to me tomorrow and my loved ones were left here, I wouldn't want them to live a miserable life. I wouldn't want them to be worried all the time. I'd want them to enjoy this life that they have. I'd want them to live it to the fullest and make all their dreams come true because our life is short and the purpose of life is to make memories and to grow and to be compassionate and meet people and to develop and inspire others and empower others and so slowly that fear went away i mean i'm not gonna say it's completely gone it's still there but it's not in the forefront anymore i'm sharing my story because first i want people to know that no matter what you have gone through or will go through No matter how awful it feels, you can get through it. While sometimes these experiences feel like a lifetime ago, sometimes the wounds feel like it happened yesterday. I have learned that loss doesn't go away with time. Rather, it's an ongoing process that has its ups and downs throughout your journey. I learned that there will always be dates that will trigger your memory of what you lost, like Mother's Day or your mom's birthday or special events like graduation, and that those days I will always miss her. So why am I choosing to share my story today? Why am I even making this podcast? Well, each of us have a unique story, and one day or another, We will hear of or see someone going through something similar. And maybe, just maybe, they'll need to hear that somebody has been there, 
somebody has gone through something similar and that they will get through it too. Maybe this podcast will help them see that no matter what happens, there will always be a light at the end of the tunnel. Today, I can say that if I hadn't had this most difficult experience, I might not be the caring, compassionate, understanding person that I've grown to be today. And although I would do anything to have my mom back, I am grateful that I've come to be the person who I am. And I'm able to now recognize that I am resilient and so are each and every one of you. This is just a piece of my story, a glimpse, just a taste. My story's still in the making. If you have more questions regarding my experience, I'm very open to answering them and being transparent about my experience. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you continue to join us in the future.